Welcome back, adventurer. Care for another story? One of the heroes triumph against darkness. A dragon's journey of self-discovery? Or perhaps two souls' quests to find unity? Well, pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi everybody and welcome to this episode of the RPG show. The show we rate, review and talk about RPGs. My name is Brent. I'm your host. With me today, I have uh just a dude. I have Nick Drunken Sassy Gantner. What's happening, man? You say that like with me today every time like I'm not always here. Well, maybe one day you won't be. Maybe you, is, that, be, is that maybe, a threat? Maybe you'll be here in the past or in the future. Like, I'll record questions, and then you record your answers at a later date, and I interject them into the show via editing. You mean like we do... I mean, we don't do that. Yeah, I mean, that would that would, that would be so much work. Fuck that. <laughs> I would rather not record. Touché. Well, there was, there was the, uh, the, ver- the version of the... Uh, shit. No. Oh, what was the game called? We bag on it all the time. What, Arcanum? Monster Arcanum? There, no, there's literally an, a version of Arcanum that nobody ever got to hear that you weren't there for because uh, oh. we fucked that recording up not once but twice, me and Glenn did. So, uh, yeah. There's, a, there's two versions of that recording. That Well, the second one didn't get very far before I realized the, uh, the software had crashed, so. Oh. Anyway. Well... Today, we are going to be talking Capcom, since we're playing all the Breath of Fire games this year. Um, we will, we're just going to kind of briefly sum up Capcom, I think. Like, I think it'll work out alright. We'll see. This is kind of testing how this will go, and how uh, much work uh, Nick's willing to put into anything. But anyway... Uh, Spoiler, not much. We have a new review on iTunes. Now, um... It's easy. I can actively get new reviews on the U.S. version of iTunes. Now, I know we have some international reviews that have popped up. Um, I have a service that collects all those and gives them to me once a month. So if I haven't read it yet, um, it's not that I'm ignoring you. It's because it's much easier to uh, aggregate that together um, without me having to go change my, you know, iTunes store every, you know, and like reload it and it gets slow sometimes when I do that so it's just sorry I know you're out there I'm getting to you I'm gonna read you I'm gonna shout you out on the show because I love you each one counts yeah that's the whole that whole fucking thing yep yeah. uh but today I have a new review it says I di- I downloaded iTunes to write this review by Cujo8402 well thank you Cujo it's five stars let's read the review this podcast is great if you love RPGs 
role-playing games if you don't know. The host Brent and Nick do a complete review on classic and current RPGs. I personally enjoy listening to them on my drive to work. It is something different to listen to and interesting to see how someone else's viewpoint differs from yours. Keep up the good work, guys. Um, Cujo, a frequent uh, participator on the forums, so yes, there's people there talking. Uh, our, there, are, uh, there are two. Well, no, because uh, Minthian joined over there. He he posed new questions. I haven't had a chance to sit down in front of the computer and oh, wait, respond. Some, I saw somebody join, but I didn't see that they had posted anything. Yeah, he posted uh, a couple things uh, a couple days uh, yesterday. Oh, well, let me get on that then. Yeah, so next we'll go respond to that now in the middle of the show. Um, <laughs> priorities. Priorities, yeah. So we have a few people over there. We want to get more people in. That's, you know, just have therpgshow.com. Click on the forums. Talk to us. We're lonely. All right. So you ready just to hop on full hog into this? Wait, first, let's 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 slow it down. Let's slow it down. Um, we're currently working on uh, Breath of Fire 1, correct? Where are you at on that show? Or on that well, game. On that show. On that I mean, game. On that game. Stop. Don't be a the dick. The show hasn't started yet, Brent. Fuck off, you dick. <laughs> God damn it. Where, where are you at in that game? Um, I'm a bit behind you. I just got Bo. I'm about to get the ring. Okay. Then I think we use that to enter one of those caves so that we could activate the robot to move the boulder out of the way so the river goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know how far you've gotten, but the river meets some lava from a volcano and then makes a little path you can walk over. And then something happens to the robot, and you don't have a robot anymore. Yeah, I uh, you also I get your first dragons around that point. Yeah, I I unlocked the first three dragons, and I want to say like I'm two an hour and a half for two hours after that. Like, it's hard for me to say, like, that's the most notable point I remember from yesterday. Okay, have yes- you reached the the town where there's like boats and it's made of like the rich town there's gold and everywhere oh yeah definitely definitely been there all right so then have you gone to the cave to the i think it's like this shit i don't remember what it's called but there's like a tower thing you have to explore and you meet Karn there maybe it's catacombs i think that's where i'm at so you met the thief guy yes okay you always want him in the front of your party when you're exploring dungeons by the way okay now because I know. if you open a treasure chest with a trap he disarms it oh well i have opened a few traps that restored my health that's that becomes far rarer. I'm sure, but I don't want that. To, I don't want that to be. You know, like I mean, it could save me one day, or it could kill me. Who knows? Who cares? Live. Uh, I live life by the seat of my pants, Nick. Um, but yeah. So that's that's next. So uh, we just were talking about the forum. So you can go over there and pose a question or your comments on the game under that post over there. We will talk about them on that review show. I do believe uh, our dear Cujo here has already said something. Um, that I would like to bring up on the review show for Breath of Fire. But anyway, let's get into our history of Capcom. Capcom uh, Co. is a leading Japanese international developer and publisher of video games headquarters headquartered in Os- Osaka, Japan. I think that's like, you say it, Osaka? Is that how that is said? I'm fairly certain that's how you pronounce it. Well, I fucked up easier words in my life, all right? It was founded in 1981 is Japan Castle Computers. Um, before that, I didn't write down the, the the name of it, but it started as a, another part of a larger corporation. Um, but it was devoted to manufacturing, just, just distributing electronic game machines. And at this point in time, these early days, it was basically these little coin-op machines. Um, baseball being very popular in Japan, there were these little baseball-themed um 
coin-op machines. Later that year, however, the corporate name was changed to Sandbico, and in June of 1983, the company became known as we know it today, uh, Capcom Co., and was made with sole purpose of creating and selling exclusively software. So they ditched the like that hardware ass end on it and said, you guys make software for existing har- hardware, um, and we will sell it. That's because where the money's at. That's right. So, according to the Capcom, the name Capcom is an abbreviation of capsule and computer. So you get the cap and then the com from the computer. Um, this was supposed to be a symbolic phrase um, of the company kind of uh, idea, you know? Like, they've got their game experience, and they want to kind of make it superior to the rival competitors. And because they were increasing in popularity, they were also concerned about people... Um, like stealing their intellectual property, so the the name comes in uh, not only as a a creation from their existing company name, but as uh, the idea that they're creating a capsule that has a hard outer shell, and they can use that to protect their um, intellectual property while um, preventing in, illegal copies and inferior imitations and all that, while keeping the good good nice surprise on the inside for people to enjoy. Wow, it sounds like they're like straight from Dragon Ball Z. You know, maybe they're, it's not Capsule Core. I know, but, but it's like, I feel like it's it's awfully close. This, this predates Dragon Ball Z, though. Or Does and it? Dragon Ball. Does it? I don't know. Sure? I don't know. I don't know. That much like, about Toriyama it. wasn't doing stuff for a while, was he? I mean, he I know did, it was like this, this time period, but. I mean, was this before or after um, Enix was a thing? Because, like, he did all the. Like, he was published in that manga he was publishing dragon ball in in the manga publication in which they like enix drew all their pub uh their like they ran their contest in that they got all their uh programmers from and like he did the that artwork on uh on those on those titles of japan like like i put for the western versus japanese like the the picture there like so he's doing that stuff in that in those days so, I mean, this can't be uh, far off. It looks like uh, Shonen Jump began serializing Dragon Ball in 1984. Oh, uh, so, all right, it's a few years after. God damn it. Well, you just it was, wanted it to was be the, really right, didn't you? It was the year <laughs> after, because 83 is, is when Capcom like got their, their name. Yeah. So it was the year after, so, I mean... And who really knows Capcom at that point in time? Maybe Japan was just obsessed with capsules who knows but over the years capcom has created some of the biggest and longing running franchises in video game history aside from you know nintendo's proprietary titles um starting in 1979 the company released their first arcade game oh no in 1984 they released their first arcade game Volgus. their early games started as arcade games such as scrolling shooter 1942 the platformer commando and the platformer ghosts and goblins just to name well that's basically all of them uh and then starting with 1942 these games would also see releases on the nintendo entertainment system the following year um yeah i the I've I never played 1942, but I have played uh, Commando and Ghosts and Goblins, both of them in their many iterations over the years. They're fantastic games. Um, have you played any of those games? Um, I I only owned Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Okay, 
on the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo, and mm-hmm. I played the shit out of that. I only think got to like the second stage because the game was hardest to hits. Yeah, that so, game. That game was hard, but uh, I, like, Ghost... I, I it was like a surprise to me when I like found out that once you like you beat the game, then you got to go through it all again because mm-hmm. you don't actually win. I was like, what? Because yeah, I mean, when I was looking looking over what you've given me here, um, like I think of Capcom, I think of like Resident Evil and Street Fighter. Like I know they're responsible for way more than that, but that's all that just comes to my head. And um, looking back. I owned a fuck ton of Capcom games for the NES and SNES. Like, uh, we'll get to in a minute, but um, I just a lot, <laughs> just a lot. Well, well I also had a be, lot of NES games. I think they used to be a better company, though, too. So well, that's spoilers. But... Continue. Let's <laughs> let's keep let's keep the show moving before we get. <laughs> Uh, and I think, well, I think actually their first game, like they did software, like 1982 for something, but it wasn't like their first arcade game release. Okay. They just did software for something. I don't remember what it was called. Probably should have included that. Oh, well. Uh, but in the late 1980s, Yoshiki Okamoto joined the company from Konami. And in 1987, um, they worked together to release a game called Street Fighter. Ooh. And also in 87, they released their, um, what would become a super massively popular platformer called Mega Man, or known as Rockman in Japan, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Like, they're dropping all sorts of bombs in 1987. I don't think, but I don't think Street Fighter saw nearly as much success until Street Fighter 2 came out. You're, I not. think you're correct, because it was mostly a, like a... I think you only had two characters. You had, like, Ryu, and then... No, maybe there's a couple more, but it was, like, a... More of a, I think it was more of like a side-scrolling game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or then a, like an actual fighting game. Yeah. And then Street Fighter Two became the fighting game. Well, Street Fighter Two and Mega Man Two are both phenomenal games. Nothing against the originals, because I think the first Mega Man is still a pretty solid game. So, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, over the next few years, they released quite a few other hits. Um, Final Fight in 1989, and then. Okamoto's Street Fighter 2 was released in 1991 in the arcades. Now, what we care about here on the RPG show, Capcom's first major foray into the RPG genre was Breath of Fire, released in 1994 for the Super Nintendo. Um, that game sounds familiar. I think, uh, we're, playing I think we're playing it. Maybe that's why we doing this whole fucking shindig. Uh, and then later on, they would release a game by the name of Biohazard for the PlayStation in 1996, also known as Resident Evil. Um, they have since created two in-house um, development houses. The Clover Studio, which is no longer with us, Ixnay, and Flagship, where uh, Okamoto, Okamoto has gone. To, that's where he's at these days. Um, and they have created successful titles, including Beautiful Joe and Okami. Now, these are just like our big, big wig names. They've also they have created a ton of games. I mean, we're not even talking about uh, is it Dark Striders, uh, all the Mega Man follow ups that came on all the consoles to their varying degrees. Um, they have they have made a ton of games over the years. You don't. Like, they don't really advertise. Like, you, I guess they don't really have, a, like, that style, you know? Mm-hmm. So when when they release a game, unless you know that they're releasing it, it's a surprise to find out that they're releasing it. 
Yeah, I like, guess. I they I mean, unless it's Street Fighter or a Mega Man game or a Resident Evil game, I would say. And now it's more so with like Dead Rising, but like they I don't know, like they never felt like they've had too good of a hype machine for their games. Like they're not very good at that. Well they did Devil May Cry, which was a popular thing for a while. Yeah, but did they really hype out when the new games were coming? Like we didn't know for four years when the next Devil May Cry game was coming out, it just seemed to like come out of nowhere. Well, they kind of fucked up when they sold it to Team Ninja to do. Well, and, and Team anyway, Ninja shat all over it. Oh my god, Nick is butthurt. Like he's really like it's like it's like I asked a person a person of a particular uh, faith to do a report on a particular uh, European leader of a certain era that did terrible, terrible things, and he's just he's just filled with with vehemence and hatred is what this feels like to me there's a reason why capcom is referred to as crapcom that's what i'm gonna say ah jesus we can't even get we couldn't even get like halfway through this thing before you're just like fuck this well they they like to just kill beloved series and franchises because why not i think it's a money thing but continue i think it's not it's not a money thing i think you're if they took care of their children then their children all right if you unless you had money to develop the next one why else would you just cut down the tree that prints money like why would you do that huh huh because they're investing their resources in shit that doesn't work okay well i mean Whatever. Like they were doing Mega Man Legends three, and then like Psych not doing that no more. They and then. Well, maybe they couldn't afford to uh, keep keep people on staff. What I don't know. I can't claim to know. I'm not the president or CEO of Capcom. So whatever. All right, it's your turn. Yeah, it is my turn. So anyway, um, they. Capcom was getting kind of tired of just playing, uh, doing software. So like, hey, let's jump into the film industry. You know, so this isn't the first film based on their franchises, right? Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Street Fighter had a movie long before this. Starring See, that doesn't Claude that, Van Damme. That doesn't count, though. How's that not count? Because that's that's a parody. No, not even. Yes, it's totally a parody. I mean, we might like, view it as a parody. The uh, shit. Bison guy, the guy who played fucking Mr. Adams, can't remember his goddamn name. Uh-huh. Adams family. He did a fantastic job, and you know he was having fun with that shit. Yeah, because he, makes, I he mean, makes a movie. I guess, like, cause, like he was so I don't know. Anyway, he was so camp and cheesy, like, cause he knew that it was shit. He's like, this is the shittiest thing I've ever been involved in. I'm just gonna have fun. But I mean, and then he got like Van Damme taking this shit seriously. Like, come on, dude. Resident Evil. I mean, Van Damme takes everything he does seriously. Have you seen Quest? Watch Quest. No, I haven't watched Quest. Like, he is. The movie starts like it's it's a it's basically Bloodsport, but in like uh, Asian theme gangs in in some weird Asian country in which they're fighting to win a golden dragon, and like they call all these fighters from around the world, and he's got to go there or whatever. He like he stowaways there. Somehow, and then he trains on this other island. But the movie starts off as he's a street clown on stilts that for some reason the gangs want him dead and the cops don't like him. And he's taking over, taking care of orphan boys. 
and he doesn't know okay. how to fight. Like he's not John Claude Van Damme. Like he has to go train on this other island to learn how to fight. And then he ends up getting to the tournament, but he's not actually in the tournament. So like he meets the other dude from American from from American from America who's like a boxer or whatever. And he's like, I'm not fucking good enough. These bitches are serious. Like you can take my space. And like, it's really dumb. Like it's so bad. But he takes it 110% seriously the whole fucking time. Like, well, Van Damme is, like, a madman. Well, good for him. Bloodsport was good, though. I like Bloodsport. Anyway, so, 2002. Okay. Uh, they released a movie based on the Biohazard series, uh, which did okay. Personally, I wasn't a fan. I'm not really a fan of the series. But uh, it did okay enough for them to have a sequel, Resident Evil Apocalypse, in 2004. And then they just decided not to stop. Well, they make I money. Think, I mean, the same reason they keep making those Transformer movies. Do they really make money, though? Who's going to see these? Like, Ed, I don't understand what's the appeal for a bastardization of a beloved tra- franchise. They're action horror movies. They have nothing to do with the video game whatsoever. Like, not even close. I mean, they use names and places, but they're, it's not even... Like, the first one I thought was okay, but it just went downhill after that. It's because it's not Resident Evil. It's... What's that chick's name? The main character? Mia Jovich. Well, I mean, like, the character she's playing. Oh. Because she's like a robot or an android or some shit, right? I have no idea, man. She's like oh. a clone T-virus experiment thing. It's just, like, it's just, it's not a Resident Evil. It's, it's not about survival horror. It's about her whooping ass. It's like, it. can we make Nemesis a woman but not ugly and be the hero? Yeah, let's do that. And then she's a robot. I don't know. It's really, it's really fucking weird. So anyway, they do. I think they're working on their fifth or sixth movie now. Something crazy like, like that. Half of them took place in deserts, so who knows what the fuck's going on with that? Yeah, zombies come, so instantly everything turns to desert. Exactly. Um, and keeping in to the zombie theme, um, in 2006 they partnered up with. Microsoft to release Dead Rising, which was pretty successful. I never played it, but it was like the like you take pictures, like you, you're, he's a journalist or some shit, and he's going to take pictures of the zombie apocalypse that happened in his mall, mm-hmm. and then he got like seven days to like escape because something happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Apparently, it's super fun. It's like a beat 'em up type deal. Something like uh, that. I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever played it? No, I I don't play horror themed games. Like I used to play like Resident bitch. Evil. Like I would play Resident Evil. Like, I like them up to four, and as, as beloved as four is, like, the transition from, like, the like the clunky survival horror into, like, the action horror, just I didn't make that transition with the game genre, with the series. And there's really, nothing The only wrong difference with... is they changed the perspective. It's not fixed cameras anymore. It's over-the-shoulder yeah, camera. And you have to, like, I don't know, just I didn't... Because the controls are still tanky. I, did, uh, I don't know. I didn't care for it. Like, I played it. I got... I mean, maybe it just felt different enough for me, like, in the changing of what... Like, it, I don't think that one was actual zombies. Like, it was, like, uh, tribes. Lost Plagas. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, it just wasn't for me. So, um... Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. Um, besides developing games under their own brand, Capcom also developed the arcade... For the arcade, Dreamcast, and PlayStation 2 versions of the Mobile Suit Gundam third-person shoot-em-ups for Ben Presto, and also distribute many games, including the Grand Theft Auto th- series for the Japanese market. Um, so, 
how do you say that word? Like, what is that word? Okay, it's Capsule Computer. So, uh, Soul Pewter. Soul Pewter is the name of the Japanese development company Capcom uses for its audio releases, such as soundtracks, etc. Its name is derived from the second half of the full name of Capsom Capsule Computer. So, if I had read ahead, I probably would have known. That's fine. Yeah, somebody didn't do their homework. Whatever. This is technically your like, homework. Prep, I'm just. I'm. I'm a. Pre, I'm a presentator. Since that's prep the word. Work. I'm prep a, work. I'm a presentator. Presentator. <laughs> I guess whatever you want to say. Um, I. You ever played any of their Mobile Suit Gundam games? Well, I don't really think you're a Mobile Suit Gundam fan, though. I am not. I am not. Uh, Sorry. Oh well. Never Tell mind. Tell me about them. Like, I mean, are they good? Well, they make a bunch of different kinds. Like, there's some... I don't know if Capcom does them, but I know they work with... It might be Tecmo Koei, though, because they do all the Dinosaurs games. But they do... Somebody does Gundam Destiny... Or Dinosaurs Gundam, rather. Um, I think they did, like, four versions of them. And if you like Dinosaurs Gundam... I mean, Dinosaurs and Gundam, then you you should like those games because you get all the, the suits. Like, you can play as Yakushiki of... Stars, um, mobile suits. Um, the only thing I don't like sometimes though is like you've got like campaigns for like four or five characters, and then the rest is just like free mode with whatever character you want to use. But whatever, you can't have it all. Um, and then they've got like arena battlers with some of their Gundam games. So like you work as a team. Um, I think like I think there's one. I don't remember what it's. I don't really remember the names of them all. But they've got like four v four teams where you. Everybody controls the Gundam. I think you have like reserve points, so if you get destroyed, you can summon another unit, and it's just like you got to fight each other. And apparently, it's, they're super fun. But I think those are mainly arcade things. But I know they've got something for the Vita coming out soon. Anyway, this doesn't really matter too much. Okay. Um, but more currently, uh, as of like mid two thousand and seven, uh, Capcom has started to team up with Valve. Uh, and they've been releasing Valve's uh, Steam content, or releasing games through Valve's Steam delivery system thing. Uh, and they are, you could just say through Steam. I don't know. Like, I don't fucking use Steam. Like, I just buy games, and then they sit there in my library for fucking years. And then I'm like, I log in every once in a while to play Armello or some shit. And then people, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I've got like 50 games I haven't played. Yep, that's that's Steam for you. Yeah. And so notably, they're the first Japanese company to actually distribute any content through Steam. I think since then, like, Sega's done some, some stuff and maybe other companies. Like, I think Square's put some Final Fantasy games on there. But, oh, well, then, like, From Software has done, like, their Dark Souls games and everything. So, back, I guess, back in the two, mid-2007, this was a big deal. Um, and I think you can get pretty much most of their library. Like, they've got Devil May Cry, Lost Planet, Dark Void, Resident Evil... Uh, Street Fighter 4, Dead Rising 2, I think a bunch of their old shit too. But mm-hmm. if you're interested, uh, check it out. Okay. Um, when looking up uh, stuff for this, uh, I came across a Games Radar article, and they claim Capcom's 30 greatest contributions to gaming because the internet loves lists, right? Now, I'm not going to go through 30, um, and I will put, we are going to put a link to the full article in the show notes. So if it's something you're, you know, your list list whore and you want to go look at all 30 of them i just picked out like five little tidbits that i thought were poignant or uh good things to point out about uh the things that capcom has brought us 
And, uh, yeah, first up is the, uh, quarter circle forward plus punch. Like the, it's like a standard in all fighter games now. Like what, what is going to be my mid to long range, uh, like projectile attack, projectile attack. It's, you know, instantly to go for, I mean, down, down forward, forward plus punch and something's going to happen. And that's, you know, thanks to street fighter and, uh, I don't know. Darkstalkers was later, but I don't even know. Was it in Final Fight? Not sure. Yes. Um, so we have Capcom to thank for that. We also have to, we can also thank them for the atrocity that is uh, Resident Evil's voice acting. Uh, now, this is something bad, but it is brought us some of the funniest moments. Like, if you go back and listen to the first Resident Evil's voice acting, like, Barry... Or like uh, when uh, Dude Man tell, tells just that like, you were almost a Jill sandwich, like that shit. Or when all... you, you get to lockpick and she's like, figures that you, the master of unlocking, should have this or whatever. <laughs> it's great, and I guess without these missteps, we didn't have some of the gr- the better voice acting we have in in video games these days. I think Resident Evil is also really early along the lines of like full voice acting, like in cutscenes and stuff. So, um, but it's bad. Just go download all the tracks and listen to it. It's fucking hilarious. And then uh, they had the best licensed games for the early 8 and 16-bit uh, game days. Uh, our friend Retro Kel over on the Is It Worth It half of the Retro RPG podcast recently did an episode on a lot of these games. Um, so like DuckTales, Chippendale, etc. Um, Capcom really did the best job with these licensed titles. Um unlike some other people that did really shitty versions of, of games. Um, but yeah, I mean, I played a lot of those growing up. Like I had, uh, like the DuckTales game, like the moon theme. It, part of that game is just fucking amazing. It's like an amazing theme. Um, yeah. So check out those lights. I mean, I would say go buy them. I mean, I don't want to advocate you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, number four, I, it just, it's worth saying that fighting games as a genre would would not even be close to the same thing they are today. Like we talk, you know, we talk about Final Fight, we talk about Street Fighter, we talk about uh, Darkstalkers. Uh, like so many eras or areas of like thematic fighters. It just, I mean, without them, what you got? Like, I mean. Even even series like Mortal Kombat grew from it, you know? Like, Mortal Kombat wouldn't play the way it does if it wasn't for early uh, Capcom fighting titles. So, um, just that. And then the song that goes with everything on the internet, Guile's Theme. Like, Guile's Theme, I mean, hey, it's Guile's Theme. I didn't download it to play for you guys here, but everybody knows Guile's well, Theme. You're a slacker. You want to go there? Is that, that, that a thing you want to do right now? Yes, I can. Mm. Pot, I can call the the. I can be the pot that calls the kettle black. You well, you are. I think you're up next anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so like any company, Capcom is not without its controversies. So recently, in the last, I think I want to say decade or so, um, they've been criticized heavily for their controversial sales tactics. Uh, such as some super shady shit like buying a game and then having to pay for the content that's already on the disc that you purchased um, and having them call it DLC, which defeats the purpose of it being downloadable content. 
Um, the biggest offender was Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, and of course, the company is defending the practice, saying whatever they're justified in doing it. Um, but I find it hard to defend the position that you we are sending you this product and it's already given to you on the disc. I understand you're, you're being sold a license for the product or the software, but to have to pay additional fees to unlock more content on the, the software that you bought seems super fucked up. Like, you wouldn't do that on any time before this. Like, so, so, whatever. If I could draw an analogy, it's like uh, buying a car, and you buy, like, the car you bought, is it, it comes off the lot with power seats, power windows, uh, the whole nine yards. But you have to go pay for an additional thing to make the stuff that's already in the car work. Is that yeah. the problem? Like that, the, so like if the car came without it, so like if it is shipped with regular windows and not power seats and all the baseline shit, and then you could later go pay to get the power stuff put in, it's not as big of a problem as them letting you drive off the lot with the power shit in the car, but it doesn't actually work yet. Exactly. Like like you drive off with a fucking radio that you can't turn on unless you like you pay for it. Like, okay. Like why that doesn't why offer the the product if you're not going to let somebody have it like you already whatever no i understand i understand so the problem comes in your eyes comes more from the the fact that it's already like the files already in the game like you're not paying for additional software or additional data like it's just there but i think this is a it's a weird one for me because i can see how it would potentially make it go more fluidly because i guess you would have like people would have no problem paying for it as DLC if it wasn't already included in the data files. So why is packaging it in the data files instantly make that offensive? Because it's it's two different things. The one on the one hand, it's done. It's already done. Everybody knows it's done because you have it with the product. Mm-hmm. Just give it. Like it's not. Well, I think that's a DLC argument anyway. Like, it's it's fin- it, like just because if it's something they want to sell as an extra, just because it's already finished, that doesn't necessarily mean they should have to release it. Um, now, I I don't want this to be misconstrued. Like, I am a totally I'm totally not a fan of the modern game market and how DLCs and add-on content works these days. I much miss I miss the days of you have a game and then if they want to add more to the game, you bought an expansion or in a different edition of the game. Like that fucking makes life simple. It doesn't make people get all butthurt. So, um I'm like I am perfectly fine with DLC if I if they are actively working on the DLC after they finish the main game. Why does that like, matter? Why why does that matter? Because, like, I understand that in, Be- there, in certain parts of development, there are people who don't have anything to do anymore and they need work to do. So you mm-hmm. give them extra work to do and that becomes DLC at a later date. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is having things that, are, that can be seen as being stripped out of, a, of the core game or a part of the experience and then redistributed later as downloadable content that took no extra work to make. Well, it took somebody extra work. To take it out of the game. Well, it's it was only the developer's choice to put it in the game to begin with. Like you can't honestly justify what 
would or would not have been in the game with or without the DLC. We can speculate and we can assume what makes sense. We're 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 bringing logic to a somewhat illogical situation. Like, I mean, and I get you. I, I'm honestly on your side. I'm just trying to I understand see the discussion in in the in. The, I don't want it to feel one sided where we're just like poo poo on this thing. Like yeah. there are other things to consider. You know, like I mean, if it's honestly, it's an intellectual property. So that means, by nature of intellectual property, that it's really the developer's choice what does and does not belong in that that game. I'm it, it, just because we don't get the full story in the first, you know, the first movie in a series does not mean we are owed a five-hour movie for a one-movie price. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Mm, yes and no, because the other four movies haven't been made yet. Um, a lot of times they're close to being done. All right. Well, okay then. I mean, so let's say let's say they finished like both Harry Potter one and two were done at the same time. So you're telling me Harry Potter one and two need to be released as one movie? I would. I well, mean, obviously silly. not for profit. But it should be if the product's already done. The only issue would be we'll that we want to sit there for five hours or fucking life watching a big ass movie. We'll so release, releasing a product and putting it into marketable portions is part of the like the marketing scheme. Like I don't necessarily. J- I know I know what you're saying. I agree. I mean, as a company, they have to make profit, and they will do what makes them profit. Obviously splitting up parts of their game into chunks for people to purchase at their leisure is making them profit and they're not going to stop until people stop buying it. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, 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 it is in fact a, a case of, you know, vote with your wallet. Like, I mean, if people are so upset about it, then they shouldn't have paid. So they shouldn't have bought it like end of story, but people are going to buy it because they want the content. So you're basically giving, you're giving into someone pushing you around. Like, and that's, I mean, if you're going to give into it and buy it anyway, then you got to shut your mouth. Like that's, that's basically it. If you're not willing to say, I don't want to partake in this because I don't feel like it's my money is being spent how I think it should be justified. Then don't put like buying it is, is being a hypocrite. Like, and then whining about it. Like, no, that's not fucking stop. Definitely. so, but continue. I'm sorry. I didn't so, mean to. No, you're fine. Um, so, besides DLC shady stuff, uh, they've also been criticized for other business decisions, such as not releasing games outside of Japan that are uh, like heavily requested, um, abruptly canceling. Well, the localization project. process, I think we've talked about before, isn't as uh, easy or cost effective as uh western audiences want to believe it is like even if it's like the in the internet age we can easily see a vocal minority be a thing like just because everybody's like okay or or fucking twitter exploded i'm like no not really Uh, a bunch of you know like a handful of very vocal people expressed a concern on a very specific thing and it's easy to find like-minded people on the internet and you have to remember that so you're looking at all right well i'm mad about this thing I'm sure I could find X number of other people that are mad about a thing real easy, but we could be such a small part of the buying populace. And 
like I said, localization costs money, and it's it is a gamble every time they do it. Especially, I mean, I haven't seen their Western sales, but I would put money on you know the Western sales of a lot of these games I see later and later in this company's life are waning far from what they used to be. So again, a potentially niche title getting localized to the West is is not always feasible. No, I agree. I think if they had just uh, took care of the pe- the products that people wanted, then they wouldn't be having any problems. Anyway, uh, such as like uh, canceling Mega Man Legends 3, but whatever. Or shutting down Clover Studio, because Beautiful Joe, which Clover Studio was renowned for, uh, was a hugely popular series, and they just shut all that shit down. What is hugely popular? How many copies did they sell of Beautiful Joe? I don't know, but you ask anybody, they, they like it. But yeah, that doesn't mean they've played it or bought Fine, it. Let me check VG charts. Even though VG charts is kind of shit. Yeah, let me know how many how many uh, copies Beautiful Show Joe sold. But while you're doing that, according to the Universal Video Game List, the company's maximum output and output in terms of games they developed or produced was in 2000 49 games a year. Also, maybe not surprisingly. Out of the large number of games they released, most of them were fighting games. In recent years, the company's release schedule per year is significantly decreased, causing some wonder if the company is going through a difficult period. Although their newer games be, tend to be more realistic, Capcom was once known for their trademark anime cartoonish style. Now, I would like to point out that, so let's say, because this is you know how business and flow of capital potentially works so let's say they they front-loaded their investment in all these titles in 2000 they were like we want to have a big millennium right they pump 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 it out and then those games don't do nearly as much as they wanted it to they don't sell nearly as many copies they don't make nearly as much profit they've increased their their size of their company then they didn't make as much money as they wanted to so on the back end of it the capital that they they thought they were projected to make on the sales of these games is now having to be reinvested in people because they don't want to let them go so for over the past since 16 15 16 years from that i can easily see where they're struggling to recoup the capital that they spent producing those 49 games alone in 2000 like I could see it taking this long to really hit them that hard, especially if they had such a front, like a, like a, like a pool to draw on from before that. Like they made a gamble as early as two thousand, and it didn't pay off, and we're yeah. seeing the effects of it now. But continue. What? What? Is, how many? How many copies of Beautiful Joe did they sell? Um, as a franchise, it was about. It looks like it's about one point five million. That is nothing. That is nothing. I guess. I mean, the, it, can, still... it can be a cult hit around 1.5 million copies, but, I mean, like, you figure... All right, so... What is it? What is a best-selling game on the PS2? That's a popular uh, thing. All right, so Grand Theft Auto San Andreas sold 27.5 million copies. Yep. That's the most popular game on the PS2. Uh, in our world, Final Fantasy VII, one of the most popular RPGs of all time. This is a niche genre. The most popular, like the flagship when you think of RPGs, sold 10 million. Kingdom Hearts sold 
under five million. Like, so when you start to break it down and look at what constitutes a success financially in a game, one point five. I don't know if that's enough to keep a development house alive. Now, an indie development house, like one that's not owned by a corporation, that require like that would be a huge success for somebody like an indie developer putting something on Steam. But for like like at the corporate level where people like it's pulling money from other corporate divisions to put in a thing, like I could see where that would be a, a, a choice that would not easily be made, but be made. Like yeah. here's here's another example. Namco Museum sold one point eight million copies. You like, fuck about that. That's what I'm saying. Like, one point five is not great. The Finding Nemo game sold one point five million copies. So what? A, I yeah. So I mean, when you think about it that way, what constitutes a successful game? All right, well, live live on air. I just got a I got, I got a tweet here. I'll just I'll just go over this real quick. This is from our uh, our Swedish super fan. Finished your episode on FF7 mini games and other stuff. Did you know about the dude who sells GP at the save at Gold Saucer? And I want to say yes, yes, we did. We just didn't cover it on that episode. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, it doesn't feel like that efficient though to use him. Um, and then he shows up kind of rarely. Like, I mean, just just chocobo race. You'll get more GP than you ever need. Like, it's not especially if you get a chocobo that um can beat Joe, then you're you're good. Like, don't even worry about it. Cause I I'm I'm almost cause the hardest trophy I've 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 cause I've still slowly been working on getting the platinum trophy in that game for the PS4, and the one I have left is to max out the gill. And that is taking forever. So my plan was to go get um, when I was grinding. I was gonna. I went back to Gold Saucer to buy the Gill Plus materia for GP. And I was like, oh, I could do this until he shows up. But I was like, fuck it. Now nah, I'm just gonna go Chocobo race, and I had it in like no time. So I mean, and you really don't need GP for that much, to be honest. So it's... if you're trying to max out your Gill, all you got to do is um, equip all materia to all your slots. Yeah, you can do it that way, but I mean, I was also fighting enemies that drop plenty of gill, so I was like farming in the North Crater, and I was like, uh, it takes me, you know, 10 to 20 battles to get pretty decently leveled on all materia, and some of those battles is low AP, but high gill return, so I'm like, if I can master a couple gill pluses while I'm doing this, then that'll only only help me. I guess, yeah. Like that's that's kind of where we were at, um. So I wanted to talk about this before we get out of here. That's all we have on on Capcom today. Um, we'll be but, back with more in a month. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll see how much content we have left on that on that bird and how I feel about how this episode worked as a whole. Um, we'll go from that. But um, our next big uh thing, like we did Mage Fest, is we of course said we would set Miss RPG. And this is our first call out, okay? Um, we want, I mean, we didn't have anybody. We had like two dudes listening to us when we did Mage Fest. So we got people talking to us now. No, no, they could have been two girls. Well, I, I mean, it was, it, I was one of them, so. Oh. So it was All two right. girls. Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Um, I, this is how we're going to do this, guys. Um, 
we're going to finalize like the categories at a later date. We will announce them later. Me and Nick have already kind of finalized them. But just like they do in the Miss uh, USA or even Miss Universe, each state nominates a girl. Um, we want to get your nominations from games or game series. So mostly it'll be from game series. So, I mean, we, so we're not going to have the Tifa versus Quistus com thing. Like that's not going to happen. Um, we want one girl from FF from final fantasy, one girl from Soikoden, uh, one from whatever. And I mean, it doesn't, the game doesn't have to be part of a franchise to nominate a, um, contestant, if you will. Um, or if there's a particularly flamboyant male that you think would fit into this uh, <laughs> paradigm, it might get a little weird when we get to the bikini segment. But well, you could throw Kefka in there. We could. We could, maybe. But he would have to be feel more appropriate than any of the other uh, ladies in the Final Fantasy world. Final Fantasy has a lot to pull from. That's why we kind of want to limit to one to each franchise. Um and we want to hear from everybody, so you tweet it to us, email it to us, put it on the forums. Um, Nick, right now, while we're wrapping up the show, is going to go make a thread for Miss RPG um, on the forums. So just go on there, even log on as a guest, even though we want you to make an account and talk to us permanently. Just just hop on over there uh, as part of the website and put in your um, suggestions for who should be part of that show. Okay? Um like I said, just you know, put the French or the game that they're from, and who you're su- who you're suggesting, and um, if you want to put a little more time and thought into it, tell us why you're suggesting them or whatever. Um, but they have to be better, more than just just hot. Like they also got to be proficient. Like there will be a, a like a how useful are they kind of part. Because I mean, if if they're hot but you never use them in your party because they're dumb and or terrible, then they likely won't win. So, um, I mean, as long as they got tits and ass, then they're pretty useful. Not true. Not true. And a V. You gotta stick it in the V. Wow, why? Then they're useful. We're already, like, skating this thin line of being (laughs) really vulgar doing this, so let's not just, let's not just hop that, that, let's not, yeah, no. Let's keep it, let's keep it legit. I mean. Straight in the line, what the hell is that? I don't, I don't do know. That. Fuck. I mean, we're just really close to being. <sighs> I don't know. This is gonna turn to that slut walk, Miss Slut Walk, 2016. Slut walk. Yeah, instead of Miss RPG. Oh, so you're coming with another another name? I got it. I see. Mm-hmm. Got it. Wow. I, I don't. Yay. Even... Yay for alienating listeners. I mean, I don't know how many female list if you're a woman and you listen i'd like to know i know we had the one that listened to the tabletop one show which i gotta get there was a problem with the feed on the website and then like i just didn't feel like fixing it so that's behind and if there's, there's anybody listening to this and i'm sorry like you're behind on an episode like i'm working on it and i'm gonna get that fixed after me and nick are done here i want to get that back up and running uh we were also talking about on the forums um the possibility of uh us doing some more content like that. Um, we kind of want to get the setup to do um, board games and some streaming capturing of the games we're playing. Um, I'm personally currently not set up to record my gameplay too incredibly well because I, I play in spurts and have to stop and do stuff with the baby or for my wife and 
Um, I end up playing downstairs a lot, and that's a lot of noise and a lot of interference. You'll hear me uh, psychologically damaging my family while I'm playing, and I don't think um, you guys are ready for that. So uh, I don't know if it's a possibility for me. Um, I would stream, but then I kind of like start playing a game, and then I'm like two hours into it, and I'm like, oh, I should have started streaming this. Or you should just record it, like just get in the habit of recording it and send the raw stuff to me and I can cut it down and I'll put it on the, the YouTube channel or whatever. Like, I mean, See, it doesn't have to be. Well, it's too late to do that now. Well, you can I'm st- already like five hours into this game. You can start any time. God damn it. We can't miss like the five, first five hours of the game, though. People are like, what, what the fuck's going then on? Then replay the first five hours, Nick. I won't do that. All right. Well, the next game, you're going to you're gonna do it. You hear me? I'm going to make you do it. I can just record with uh, OSG or whatever the fuck it is, right? Uh, OBS. Okay. OBS, yeah. yeah. You can record with OBS if you don't uh, want to do the capture card route. But, yeah, I mean, i got some stuff to talk to you about post-show before you run away to go do your your shitty doodles. Um, I can't think of anything else now that we've, like, really rambled. I, I hate when we just ramble. I don't like it. All right, let's close this bitch out. Let's pull up that beautiful, God. beautiful ska music. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. First off, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for listening to this episode of The RPG Show. You're my favorite, favorite. Yes, you, listening to me right now. What you can do is you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. There you can click on the forums and talk to us there. We have a Twitter that's at therpgpodcast. You can send us an email at podcast at therpgshow.com. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one counts. We love you for it. We're also on the Google Play podcast thing. Uh, I don't know if you can leave. I don't know if you can leave rating reviews there. I don't know. I don't think you can. Oh. Well, that's depressing. But do it on iTunes. It helps people find us. Uh, Each one counts. See, we love you for it. Um, But until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Love you, Anderson. Love you, Joe. Bye, everybody. Jesus. That was a mess. (laughs) What?